welcome to episode seven, Fabian. <laughs> I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that again. Welcome to episode seven, Fabian. How are you? How demure and contained. I know. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. I'm good. Can you believe it's seven episodes? Seven episodes in. And a new year. And a new year. This did is I, our first episode for the new year. Did I tell you Happy New Year already? No. Happy New Year. And same to you. Big things are going to go on. Big things. And no. we're happy to be here. We are. Fabian, this is a very special episode. Why it is this a special episode? Because <sighs> we're talking about exam pressures. But is that why the episode is and special? we also have guests for the first time that's right we have show. we have with us today for the first these these are our very first guests yes. ever right so you're used to just mine and natasha's voices but today we have two other voices joining us which means that we have to be on our best behavior you know fabian uh, speak for yourself no 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 we have to make a good first impression <laughs> because if we don't if we're if we're not manageable to the the guests we might not have any more after this right <laughs> so we have two lovely guests with us this evening but what is the topic that we're going to be talking about why are they here so we are going to be talking about how to help children deal with exam pressure mm -hmm. and to help in that conversation we've got two very special individuals the first person that i want to introduce is carol levy and Carol is a seasoned teacher. She's got 21 years of teaching at the primary level under her belt. She's married with three kids. And she tells me that that means that she's gone through three GSATs, two CSECs, and one set of O-levels. And so <laughs> even, even if she was not a teacher, she's more than qualified as a parent, having gone through all of these exams with her children. And then we have another guest with us as well. I'm so happy to welcome um, Dr. Stewart, Dr. Janice Stewart, who holds a PhD in educational psychology and a master's degree in counseling psychology from Northern Caribbean University. And Fabian, she has a bachelor's degree in behavioral sciences from Andrews University. Now I say all of that to say that we're gonna have the perspective of not only yourself as a, a teacher, an adjunct lecturer, facilitator, myself as a parent, but we've got Carol here as a teacher, but we also have somebody here who's a psychologist who deals in behavioral psychology and works with children to help in this conversation. So, And I want to quickly add that it just occurred to me that in an ideal world, every school would have this set up. Correct. Yes. They'd have not... It, they'd have in-house a psychologist expert trainers and that perspective to help our students do better and feel more comfortable yes but in most cases the schools don't have those resources well let's 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 see what we can um we can bring to the to conversation today so i just want to kick off by welcoming you both so welcome carol and welcome dr stewart um, thanks, thank, for having me. thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you're able to able to join us. So, Fabian, exam pressure. Mm -hmm. No, the students go through this. The parents go through this, and you know everybody knows by now. I've got an 11 year old, and he is preparing for PEP. Mm -hmm. And you know that's a whole level of of exam pressure in and of itself. But it's not only the students who go through or who are preparing for PEP there. Some of your students as well mm -hmm. are, are 
preparing or, or experience exam pressure. So you would have gone through... Um, I've seen PEP, CSEC, CAPE, and at UE, you know, final exams. And it's worse if it's your last semester because you're mm -hmm. graduating to go look work now. Right. So there's an additional pressure. And some people have a panic attack halfway through because they're like, when these exams are done, I'm going to be not a student but unemployed. Right. So there's even more riding on getting a good job yes. based on what I do in these exams. So it's also not just the, the process of the exams but the aftermath. And I, said, I say to some of the students, and for some of them it's comforting that a result on an exam doesn't assess your value and importance. But because we have an assessment-based education system, yes. it means something. I Boy. have to do well because if I don't, yes. it means I'm not bright. Or I've let my parents down, I've let myself down, you know, and I studied so hard and I shut down. So it, it, there's a lot riding on it for the students, this performing well in exams. Boy, you've, you've hit the nail on the head and, and, you know, part of what I'm working through and every episode I say I'm working through something because of, of course you know that my, my, I declared at the start of this that I'm not standing in this place of perfection. This is a conversation about parenting and so I'm working it out. He's, there's so much that they need to get done mm -hmm. for these exams. Yes. So much. And I, 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 it breaks my heart. It really breaks my heart that it's not only what he has to do at school, but then it's all of these extras that he has to do and the revision. Mm -hmm. And then it's, you know, it's actually, it's five exams, right, Carol? Seven. It's, it's, yeah, it's seven? Yeah, four, four um, um, curriculum-based tests. Math, English, social studies, and science, two performance tests, and one ability test. So oh it's seven. Wow. Oh, wow. And they go over a period of three months. Over a period of three months. Mm -hmm. So, Carol, what do you see in the classroom? So, you, you, are you teaching students who are preparing for PEP? Well, remember, PEP goes from grade four, where you have two performance tasks, which are <clears throat> they give you a scenario, mm -hmm. and then you have to apply some form of knowledge that you have in math or English. Right. Then in grade five, you have four performance tasks. So those, those are the students I see the most. Right. And then you, in grade six, you have seven different exams. So what I find is a little bit of a problem is that parents don't prepare between four and five. Mm. And then every, all the pressure comes on in six. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm taking notes here because mm -hmm. I I also have a nine year old mm -hmm. who's in who's in grade four. Mm -hmm. When you say when you say parents don't prepare from grade four and grade five, what what does preparation look like? You don't feel from the students that feeling that this is important yet. So the importance comes when they start to think about suppose I don't get into yes campion or I don't get into St. Andrew. Some um, traditional high school that yes. their parent or the rest of the school is talking about. Mm -hmm. But if they had kept up a steady preparation, yes. um, then the student, to me, wouldn't, have, wouldn't feel so stressed. Yes. But all of a sudden, this has become important. Mm -hmm. You have to cut out your football and you can't go to dancing. Yes. And the parents start to get mm -hmm. a lot more pressure and therefore it, it travels down to the student. So, Dr. Stewart, I see you nodding, and you're 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 agreeing. What what from your perspective? What, are, you know, are you seeing 
9, 10, 11 year olds, 12 year olds coming into you stressed out because of exam pressures? Or are, and now also, are you seeing you know, the age group that Fabian is talking about? So the, the CSEX, the CAPE, the university, are you, are you seeing that spectrum of students coming to you with stress-related issues? Yes, test anxiety occurs across the board. It, it doesn't matter as long as you have high-stake tests. And I, I singled out high-stake tests because like PEP and CSEC exams, those are considered high-stake tests because they require you to be placed mm. or they determine where you'll be placed thereafter right. taking those tests. So the results are really critical to these students. And so, you know, just listening to Mrs. Levy, she shared about parents tightening the reins. And a lot of times when you find that happening, children develop this psychological condition in, in which they feel experience distress. They feel stressed yep. out just to achieve the results yes. that the parents are looking for, the teachers are looking for, or that they hear their friends communicating because they want to get into a traditional high school, yes. you know, and they might think that getting into another school, they, they are go it's going to damage them, yes. so to speak. They'll be less and than so equal. It, that's right. And, and so what parents can do at this time is actually just to help their children understand the realities of these tests. Preparation, early preparation is necessary. Okay? You can start by, from the moment they enter school, children are given tests. Yes. Even at the early childhood level. And at that stage they can learn to fear it hmm. based on how parents approach it right. and based on how the teacher presented to very them much so. and fear is pretty much a learned behavior mm -hmm. fear is a so, learned behavior mm -hmm. yes so in answer to your question the short of it is it happens across the lifespan from early childhood education right up to university where even at the university level, you have students going to, with their permits to the examination room, and they just cannot go in because they're experiencing a panic attack. Mm -hmm. Gets their brains get confused, their mm -hmm. thoughts are flustered, sweaty palms, mm -hmm. they feel nausea, they have diarrhea. People pass they, out in exams. They even yeah. pass out yep. in the exams. And so it is real because it's a psychological condition in which individuals experience significant amount of stress because they perceive the test to be stressor, a stressor, a major stressor. So, Carol, in, in your classroom, wh what do you see? How, how do you know that the children are stressed? What are they, you know, I'm sure you must have come across examples of you know interacting with students where you know that this child is is not dealing with the the exams well. You have two types. You have a child who will be like, it doesn't matter to me. Mm. You know, I don't care about it. But you're seeing little signs in their behavior. They're more angry with their peers, or they're more pushing and shoving going on with them. Or you have the other ones who every point will make them cry. Yes. So they get 92, but they wanted 96 or 97. Mm -hmm. 
and I mean weep. I don't just mean cry. Right. They will literally weep because how are they going to explain it? Because mommy's going to look at the test and mommy's going to say, but how could you miss this answer? Don't you, we studied this last night. How could you not remember? So they really feel a whole it, the tightening in their stomach. Mm -hmm. They feel uncomfortable using the bathroom more often. All of those things I've seen. And, and Doc, what do you see? Like what, if a child is, is coming to you, are they, are, they, are they coming to you? Is it, well, let me ask the question this way. Are parents bringing their children to you and saying, you know, little Johnny is stressed, help him? Or is it that they're coming to you and saying, well, little Johnny has started acting out or little Johnny has become more aggressive? Or just what's wrong with little Johnny? Or, oh, yeah, or like <laughs> what's wrong with little Johnny? And then it's it's in the conversation that you realize that what's at, at the, the heart of it is is stress and pressure. Yeah, sometimes it's not just test, you know. Uh, a death in the family can mm -hmm. cause a major impact on children and how they approach their school experience. You know, familial discord as in intimate partner violence, yep. even though it's, it's like a spousal abuse situation, it's impacting on the child vicariously or indirectly. So these things actually stress children out. So it's not just the fear of, performing well at school. They have other stresses that are impacting on them. It could be poor parent-child uh, communication as well. And I, I see some of those where the, the, the first thing that parents want to do when they recognize that a child is not performing as expected is to take away the cell phones, mm -hmm. to take away the gadgets, take away the toys, take away things that the, the child likes. Uh, and you know, and this actually shuts the child down. So it's a lot of other stressors that could be impacting on the test performance of this child yeah. or the children. Yes, well, I know I fall into the let's let's take away the video games category. Um, but yeah, all right. So speaking quite honestly. How, how do I draw the balance? How do I draw the balance between ensuring that the level of commitment or effort is, uh, you know, the child is putting in that level right. of, of effort and commitment into the task at hand versus yeah. um, strangling, you know, that, that stifling. Yeah. I, I actually don't know where, where that balance mm. is. What I, what if you're an involved parent, if you're involved parent, you would know your children. You would know their learning styles. You would know their learning preferences, okay? And you would know the things around them, the factors around them that might impact on their study habits, their ability to learn. And you now have to have that conversation with them as young as they are to find out, did you notice that this is happening? And before, you did so well here. Talk with me. What's happening? Yes. So you have to know your children. And you can also say, I noticed that you have been spending a lot more time on your bike when you get home mm -hmm. and your homework is not done. Mm -hmm. What's happening? Right. 
And then you, and you wait. What I find is that some parents, when they ask the children these questions, they ask them three, four, five questions all at once. So they are bombarded. <laughs> yep. And they shut down. <laughs> and so you don't get a sense of what they are experiencing, what they are feeling. So, yes, you have to be an involved parent. You've got to know your children and have that conversation with them. It doesn't matter their age and find out what is happening. Because it could be the child is being bullied to remember a lot mm. of things impact on test anxiety. The child could be bullied. The personality of the teacher could be impacting on mm. the child as well. And those are things to take in consideration. Mm. For example, the child might, let's say, ha have a Spanish teacher for the first term. And in the second term, the Spanish teacher leaves. Change. And right? Leaves else, yes. for some reason. If if that child is not comfortable with that new Spanish teacher, you might find the grades falling. And I noticed that for my daughter. And I asked her why, and I cannot get at her. I asked her, what's happening? She said, Mom, I just don't like the teacher. So I have that conversation to say your grades are not about the teacher. Hey. Huh. And so, thank you, Doctor, because that's, 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 it's, it's really powerful. And that's one of the things I was going to say as well is that it's the, the conversation, the exploration. You used to do so well at what happened. Even as opposed to... Ah, la, 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 la. So I say to parents all the time, you approach it calm. Don't go when you're in the height of your temper. So you are yelling and screaming. That's the first thing. What is this? Da, 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 da. Or the child who... Students often say to me, they were studying for like two hours. They literally just put down the book to drink some water. Go take out your book. So there's yeah. no breathing space. They feel like I don't have any space to breathe. Or children who are pretty much self-directed or that thing that Dr. Stewart just mentioned and it happened with a form that I mentioned. Um, a new teacher came for a subject. Completely different style. Mm -hmm. Completely different energy. Um, very kind of, I'm throwing information at you. Grab it if you can. Right. Where the teacher before was had a, a method, a style, pictures, drawings, comic strips, games in class, and they were do, the whole class was doing well. The whole class average dropped. Now, also, schools need to pay attention. That's if a right. class was getting 80s in this subject, and you change sheets, and they're suddenly getting 50s and 60s, something is off. And same thing with parents. How come your grades are so low? And the child might say, and that same thing about I don't like the teaching. You say, well, what is, what is it that you don't like? <laughs> Carol, you were about to say something. Yeah, I mean, I hear what you're saying, that the parents need to know their children. But from my experience in, in with parents, you're asking them to do something very difficult. Um, as you so? said, you're going to do a parenting manual. From my experience, most of the time, they a lot of them don't have the time. Mm. They don't take the time. And then you reach about grade five, going into grade six, or when they're about to approach high school. And then it's like, you need to, you need yes. to buckle up. Yes. You need to buckle up. Yeah. And the child has no study skills, yes. no yeah. way to do this mm -hmm. on their own. Um, 
parent is not quite sure how to help them either. Yes. And then both of them are floundering, and yes. it, the, the household becomes such that it's very difficult for the Pressure. child to negotiate. Additional stress. And the parent just wants it to be over. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can I just can they just get to high school? Yeah. And and something I was going to throw in as well, Carol, to kind of build on what you're saying, that I'm not sure how many parents have the skill sets to to be to 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 utilize emotional intelligence in, in the process. Mm-hmm. And, and we can have a whole conversation on, on emotional intelligence, but the, the, the external factor that's driving this is mm-hmm. that there are a limited number of places. Of, of places. And, and so there is that, pr- that additional pressure that's, that's put into the situation. So it's, it's not just that you're sitting any... It's not that you're just sitting up and um, doing some testing at the end of 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 your your primary school life, but your your the results of this will determine or 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 in your par- in the parents' mind will help to determine your future. Mm-hmm. That's what Doc was saying. They're high yes. stakes exams. Yeah. These are high stakes exams. And the reality and is that that's a fallacy. Because you did not do well at PEP does not determine your future. But, okay, <laughs> you know we can we know this, Fabian, at an intellectual level. At an intellectual level, you may be you may be correct, but in general, if you look at the statistics, where you do go to school does determine your future. Yeah, no, no, no. no, 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 no I'm saying not, if you don't do well at PEP does not determine your future. So of course, you, where you go and the kind of education you get, so it's not a level playing field. Mm-hmm. It's never but a also, level Also, some field. kids don't do well in high-pressure schools. No. Where everybody gets in 19. They don't do well there. Yes. So they don't need to be in that space because it's yes. like, the, I feel pressure. That everybody's getting 19. If you get 80, you're done. And that's a very difficult thing to get across to Yeah, parents. because some teachers, literally in some schools I know, y'all got 80 you have no ambition. No ambition. I've heard that no ambition. Yes. So 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 is that whole thing of, and and Doctor Stewart said something about knowing the students' personality, and it's hard because if you have forty five kids in a class, even as a teacher, it's forty five individuals mm-hmm. who have different yeah. needs. And the other thing that occurred with the parents, some parents are at work till six seven o'clock at night. Correct. And or are on call, or their boss is emailing them at eight pm and expects to answer. So some parents are under pressure. Even some, when I taught in some high schools, some kids are literally at school till them parents can get off at work at 6.37 to pick them up and school finish from 3 because there's no space. Some other companies are now saying, go for your kids and bring them to the daycare that we have here mm-hmm. so you know where they are. So some companies are now understanding we have to factor in that people who work for us are also parents and parenting and how can we support that to give That's that right. breathing room, that space for them to be a parent, but also be work for us. So I'm going to you throw... Know, Sorry, you, Doc, you know, go ahead. I just want to say this, and thanks for sharing that, Fabian. I just want to share this. We are first parents. Mm. And we need to recognize that, yes, our children must be fed, they must be clothed, they, our shelter must be over their heads, but we are first parents. And we need to put that as number one priority. So even if work is demanding, we need to have clear boundaries when it comes to taking care of our children. So maybe the parenting skills need to be taught, the parent education sessions Mm. must be done, 
and even not just for the parents, but for those who are employing mm -hmm. these individuals. Because gone are the days. My mother stayed home with me until I was what in in third third grade. Mm -hmm. Gone are those days. Yeah. That's not a reality for Parents, most people. That's not a reality. The, the increase of single parent families, you find that the, fa the parent who is home with the child or is taking care of the child must go out to work. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. And yeah. even if, if, if the, both of them um, are employed, because of the economic situation in which we mm -hmm. live, you find that one cannot stay home. Both must be employed. And God forbid so the child has any special needs. That's, uh, That's an additional cost and expense, and yeah, it's yeah. really a lot. A lot of so the times we, need to we have to. All of mm -hmm. these things. Yeah. A lot of the times we have to call in the doctors. So yeah. I will call a parent and say, "Look, this child is having a problem. Um, they're taking half an hour, two hour, hour longer to do a, a test because of anxiety, and the way our system is set up." The only way that I can provide that child with the time that that child needs mm -hmm. is if they've been had an educational psycho psychoid test. Right. Once they get the psychoid test, that the government will say, okay, yes, this child has problems with his ADHD. It could be all sorts of all things. Sorts processing. Of, yeah. We're going to allow them to get 15 minutes or 20 minutes more on that exam. Right. Now, for a parent to get the test and to go through the government system, like a Michael, for instance. Oh. They're talking months, months and months that they may not be able to get a, uh, an appointment, really? which means they won't make it for that exam last session. Person, last person so I know was told a year and a half. If you this. if you are going to do it privately, mm -hmm. you're talking seventy, eighty thousand dollars. dollars. What? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And therefore, those kids that you're talking about, even if it's just anxiety, where I can prove, or mm. that they have a, a writing problem, where yes. they need a scribe or a reader. Yes. They will not get the test in time for the, yeah. the exams. So I'm I wanna just That's focus on <laughs> focus on parents yeah. here just for a little bit. So what's your experience, Carol, of um of the parents of the children who are stressed? Meaning like when you meet the parents, can you go, yes, well I see mm -hmm. I see why little Johnny is like this. What are the traits that you're seeing those parents exhibit? So I can know to avoid the them. truth is the <laughs> truth is sometimes sometimes I'll meet parents and and I'm not picking up any signals. Sometimes I don't know. Doctor will probably be able to say, but sometimes it's internal. Yes. And there are some kids who mm -hmm. they want they, maybe it's something in their life that made it that they had to have everything be perfect. Yes. And therefore, you find they're they're very anxious and they want to make sure that mm -hmm. they've done it right and that the letters are whatever. Yeah. Parent seems relaxed, but as I, I mean, at that stage, I usually call in and say, could you talk to somebody where we can get a feel for why there's so much stress going on? Other times, it's clear mm. there's divorce, alcoholism. Um, I mean, parent will tell, child will tell me, you know, you saw so-and-so having drugs last night. So, and they tell us everything. Right. Um, so there are lots of stresses in their lives. Mm -hmm. in, in general um we've had abuse i've had all sorts of reasons why kids freak out um and parents usually want to help but sometimes they don't want to tell you mm. fully 
Or What's they don't want to expose it the, to a yes, psychologist. There's a yes. there's a thing in our society yes, where very I'm not so. sure I want to go to people the to psychologist. Business. Or will that mean that people will think my kid is yes. is not okay? Yes. So they don't want to go to that. Extreme. And children pick that up. That secrecy, children pick that up. That there's a shame in saying this is happening. I need help. And I need help. And children pick that up. So they also now become really mum or if they trust a teacher so teachers get burdened with a whole heap of things you sound like you've had that, a... that stigma is lifting steadily mm -hmm. it though. is it is it is thankfully lifting steadily thankfully because individuals are recognizing the benefits yes of actually seeking psychosocial support yeah. i have a fantasy what is your fantasy really? and my fantasy is that there's going to be a national parenting project with a focus on parenting because that's a major issue we have in jamaica and as we were saying here sometimes we assume that parents have the skills but they do not mm -hmm. they themselves are struggling mm -hmm. they themselves are in trauma right that's right and so them need to heal some things before they can yes. show up for anybody else mm -hmm. but that's them have right. three children Right. who they're trying to, a, lot a lot of trauma and as i've said it to natasha in our conversations one of the things i say is that jamaica we are a nation in trauma acting like we're not right mm -hmm. because but we mm -hmm. have to have to have so even when you hear all the stuff that goes on and people say oh the young people is the, 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 the gunman them this the men who are killing their partners i say but is we raise them <laughs> is we raise them all those mm. skills are lack of skills um i want to touch quickly on with csec there's an SBA for almost every subject in CSEC now. Yeah, no. Math There's an SBA English. for maths mm -hmm. and English. Excuse me? Yes. <laughs> and I thought, whose idea was it to add additional pressure to put an SBA for math and English? So almost every... But think every, about the, it. There's an it's SBA. It's not really an additional pressure. Uh, you, you want to use alternative assessment so that you can actually identify students' strengths. And, and a lot of paper and pen um, uh, room with, with desk in a row to do tests, that really creates anxiety. So when you get the SBA and you can do your own research and you can ask for assistance from um, peers or from parents or from other individuals, it helps. So... I think it's good in the sense that it's including alternative ways to test these individuals and it's just not limiting it to the paper and, and pencil exams that they do at well, the Well, that's not the student's experience. No, well, that's the same reason that PEP <laughs> is in the format it's in. Yes. Because if you can't have everybody just doing the multiple choice, write an essay yeah. type of, of yeah. testing. Where so if for, they can do sort of creative, yeah. more project type That's stuff, right. it suits But the challenge students. that a lot of students have is, I don't have to print it. I don't have a printer at home. My parents right. don't have no printer. You don't want to see in full color. Okay, it has to be yeah. colored. So it is an additional pressure. So I think even the translation for the students to understand why it is, that hasn't happened. So it is stress. It's more work. And there's more deadlines. You have to send in the SBA by this time so you can get your feedback. And then the teacher's late to give you feedback. So they feel like they're on a wheel. One student said, one young man said to me, I feel like that hamster on the wheel running and going nowhere because you have extra work, extra projects, extra research and things to do with all the other work you have to do, with all the other schoolwork you have to do. I, I think that will change because the curriculum shift to the national standards curriculum where you're doing this sort of thing where children are more 
looking at project-based learning. Mm -hmm. That's right. Whereas they're coming out of a GSAT culture mm -hmm. before. So they're used to test knowledge. Mm -hmm. Let me regurgitate the knowledge and give it straight back to you. If you go through this system, I think more students will enjoy. I hope so. But learning. I also think we have to look at how many students have access to computers. The assumption is every home have internet, and that's not the reality. So some students, it, it really is, I have to find a computer, I have to find a printer, I have to pay to get it printed. So even that, there's an assumption that every child or the majority of students have a printer and a thing at home, and that's not the reality. It's not an assumption, but you're going to ask, what, what is the alternative? Right. And so, that, so that's the thing. So, so, so some people, it feels like, a, so some parents are printing it at work. <laughs> Yes, on I the can... company company stationery at Twitter <laughs> because they do have one at home. I can appreciate I can appreciate that. I just wanted to you know as we as we kind of wrap things up because there, there were a lot of good points that came up. I think one of the, the the things that really stuck with me was something that Dr. Stewart said very early was that kind of almost like how they deal with pressure at exam pressure at that university level, at that CAPE level, at that CSEC level, has its origins in how they deal with exam pressures very early mm -hmm. on. So, Doc, I'm, I'm at the, the early end of this, this journey. I'm, 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 a, I'm a grade four and I'm a grade six. So I have the uh, ability to influence um, their attitude and, and their coping skills for not only the PEP exams, but exams moving forward, that ripple effect. What are some key things that I should be doing and what are things that I should try avoid. to avoid doing now? Well, some key things that you should be doing. I stress continuously that children should be getting adequate rest. Mm. And what is adequate? So just make sure that we're all well, on the same page. Adequate rest is what? Going to bed at 11 well, o'clock? Coming, coming, <laughs> no, coming out of a sleep lab. I believe it's Mill Pond Children's Sleep Clinic. They have some estimates regarding the number of hours uh, children should rest each night. So, so on average, an eight-year-old to, let's say, a 13-year-old should get a minimum 10 hours, 15 minutes, and so nine hours, 15 minutes of rest every night. And a lot of times you don't see the children getting this rest. So when they get up in the morning, they don't have the energy because rest is necessary because it impacts. If we don't get enough, it's going to impact us physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So once children get adequate rest, so structure is necessary. So that would be number two. Adequate rest and having a suitable structure where they can play. I was yes. listening to Mrs. Levy earlier on, and learning should be joyful. Learning mm -hmm. should be fun. But many times how learning is put across to mm -hmm. children is, is so... It's the opposite of fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> put simply. Yes. Put simply. So, yes, those are two things I will share with you now to ensure that your children are getting adequate rest and that you have a clear structure for them. And I said earlier to begin having conversations with them about how they feel. Talk about the life to them, with them, yeah. what's school like. And if they tell you, they come home and tell you, oh, 
what did you enjoy about school today? Let's see you ask them that. And they said, the food. Oh, really? What did you like about the food? Because many times parents want to hear if they got a test, how they did all the mm -hmm. test, but they come home and they like the food. Ask them, what did you like about the food? And that builds a whole conversation. You're bonding, they feel special, and that might, you know, produce some happy hormones, motivate them to go do their homework, go to bed on time, and be, feel revived to go to school the next day. And what would be a big no-no? Like, if you had, like, one or two things, you know, to say to parents, you know, avoid doing this or try not to do this with your kids, what would, what would fall into that category? You know, uh, putting too much pressure on them to be perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. You know, they don't have to be perfect. They don't have to get all A's. Yes. Just do their best, best. work. Yes. Got it. Got yes. it. Got For it. me, you should share their um, work as well. Yes. Kids love to read out their work to you. <laughs> and most Definitely. parents don't have the time. So when they've finished the story or the, the report that mm -hmm. they wrote, they will read it orally all out to you all day. That's it. And then you comment and you chat, but most times you just, people just don't have the time. Yeah, it's normalizing yeah. that conversation and that exchange, that communication. Because I find when you, when you interact with students who are being spoken to in complete sentences at home, you can tell the difference. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's right. Karen, is that your experience as well? Yes. Yes. I, I this is information to parents and we want them to be equipped with skills even as they they, they you know parent mm -hmm. I listened to you just now Mrs. Levy and yes parents don't have the time but I find when you're washing mm -hmm. that's a good time to bond with your mm -hmm. children and you're cooking, when you're cooking yes. you're driving them to school that's if you drive even if you're walking mm -hmm. you can be having the conversation so tell me about that story that you wanted mm -hmm. to tell me about you yes. know kind um, of time you, you, you can't, you, the time is very compact yes but whatever you're doing at home be involved if, yes. if they're out playing go and have some play time with them it yeah. will do you good too. And, and also and you, and, and you learn a lot from them use the technology those. let them whatsapp your voice note email you yes. you the instruments that they have let them use it send me a voice note about your report or how was so and so yes. and they can voice note and you listen and answer them so it's it's and, and some parents are saying that they're now being creative with their parenting using what they have access to so I'm going to be late tonight, but WhatsApp me and tell me how the test went. Or, yeah. or, or read me a portion of the essay. And I can send you a cartoon. What's yeah, that? send he you a cartoon. Cartoons. Yeah, man, make a yes. draw drawing, send you a cartoon. is really important. The other thing I want to add quickly is that I find that support for parents. So I'm mentoring a first form class right now. And I, as the mentor, I'm having a parents meeting. Yes. Because the parent them want to go to school, go fight everybody. Wow. Yes, I remember. Then yes, the, yes. The school is not responsive, and I know it's true. So there's this angst and anger, and the boys are carrying this aggression with them. One of the boys told his form teacher, Watch her and tell my mother, make sure put it in the WhatsApp group. So they know, so as a parent, we have to do and be better. So I'm having yeah. a meeting with them. I say, We're a community, and these boys are our children, but we have to get our, our act together. How are we going to strategize and deal with problems? So sometimes a parent come in and say, will the parent of so-and-so tell your son to leave your son alone? I'm like, mommy, no. Because <laughs> first of all, the aggression. Mm -hmm. So we're having a meeting this week on Thursday. Mm -hmm. 
outside of the school, I said, parents, if 10, 15 of you come, let us meet as a community and normal and let, let's troubleshoot, not just complain. So the boys know we're a united front so that we're also care fronting that we're filtering ourselves and saying, no, mommy, you cannot come and thump the boy who your son say trouble him. Or if the, where there is bullying, we're tackling the bullying. And they will also know when they come home to you, we're on the same page. Me, the mentor, the yeah. farm teacher, and the parents. Because I said to them, I can't be your son mentor and don't know you. So make we meet. So you can know. And I, I'm in the WhatsApp group. Call me. Sometimes I say, oh, mommy, it's 7 o'clock here. <laughs> no, it's not I don't. Picture. I'm not the farm teacher. But <laughs> Mr. Thomas, and I listen and I support. So some of the parents, they want support. They need support. That's right. And sometimes they say, I don't know what to do. Or they say, he won't talk to me. Some of the single mothers, because I'm getting big now, so him not mm -hmm. being as open. And so mm -hmm. I think that support for parents and normalizing some parent communities is crucial as well. That would be what the program you're talking about would be very interesting to me for a lot of schools. I can see it working in a lot of schools. Awesome. Definitely, definitely. There's there's so many other I things. I think there's going to be a part two. I think so. There's every, so, ladies, there's a running joke. Every time Fabian and I sit down to, to do one of these, we, we come into it thinking that we're going to just talk about one thing. And then by the end of the conversation, we're like, oh my gosh, we need to, we need to think about doing an episode on that as well. Yeah. But, and, I, and I don't even think that we actually scratched, the, you know, we, we just scratched the surface yeah. in terms mm -hmm. of, 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 because we didn't even talk about extras and right. why my child needs to be going to extras five days a week right. to sit the exam yeah. and, and all of that. But, One of the things that we know we want to do as well is start to post resources for parents yes. on our Instagram of places to call and numbers to call and, um, you know, procedures and what things to do so that it becomes a resource for parents as well to say, oh, okay, I can actually call this place or, or there's a brochure here, there's a document here. Because a lot of parents say they don't know, you know, where to get the help or when they call somewhere, mm -hmm. nobody answered the phone. Right. Yeah. But when I think... It, when it comes to extras, I think it has... For me, they've come about, because, again, because of what Doc, Doc is talking about with how much time parents have. Mm -hmm. Extras is a way where parents are aware that for two hours You're their somewhere. child is doing mm -hmm. some prep work for yes. their exam. Whereas I might not have been able to sit down and do that prep work at yes. home. It's a pity that it's become such an industry. Yes. But that is, I think that's the reason why they've become so popular. Yes. Well, all I can say is that I am looking forward to... To me. To me. <laughs> When, uh, when these round, this round of exams will be finished, and then I guess the next worry mm -hmm. will be... Uh, Your grade four child has exams in June. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. I just thought I'd just remind you of this. Yes, Carol. Yes. Thank, thank you very much for that, Mrs. Levy. Thank you very Dr. much. Dr. That. Janice Stewart, thank you so much. Yes. Thank you. You are going to become a resource person. I feel <laughs> I, it. I feel it. Fabian, this is, you don't say this to her directly. Oh, I'm no. Sorry, sorry. No, what you do is you thank her. Okay, sorry. And, and then now you secretly <laughs> call her back again for us. So you don't tell her up front that we're going to call her again, Fabian. <laughs> but thank you so much. Thank you so much for taking the time welcome. to share with our community. And Mrs. Levy.
big up yourself, big up yourself, big up yourself. And Thank I'm, I'm you gonna for be having me. And I'm going to be linking you. It's so funny. I want to tell you, Natasha, a, a colleague of mine who does teaching and extras and extra lessons at a school, when I was telling her about this, uh, she said, please send me the links. I can send it to my community of parents and people. When I told her, she said, Fabian, this is so needed. Right. Please make sure when you guys post it, send it to me so I can share it with my community of parents and teachers about dealing with exam pressure, study pressure. So there's definitely a need um, for this information. And I'm really excited that we're doing it. Absolutely, absolutely. So, ladies, thank you very much for being our very first guests. Yes. We're super duper, super duper and excited. And our first New Year show. And our first New Year show. Big things. And um, that has been uh, another episode of... Oh, she has kids, he doesn't. You know, Fabian, I don't actually think we introduced the show at the start, you know. Is that right? We just said it's episode seven. Is that right? It's okay. It'll be on the Instagram page it's and it's on Club. <laughs> then we know it. <laughs> and oh, and just let people know we're going to be doing part two of our Creative Kids. That's the next installment because yes. we had a conversation that we're going to have our second set of guests. Yes. Um, because we're exploring that thing of raising creative kids. That's going to be our next episode. And then we're going to do a kind of potluck thing. We're going to ask people to email us questions. Email us questions. That we'll answer. So we have some exciting, fun things coming up as we proceed. And I'm, going to, I'm, going to, I'm just going to throw Natasha under the bus right now. What? And let our public know that I've been trying to coax Natasha to do an episode that she's running away from. Fabian, we're not doing that I episode. I want to do the Having the Talk episode. Fabian, I am not ready to have... About sex, and I wanted to do it around Valentine's Day. Fabian, we're not... And Natasha not is ready. running away from that episode. I am, I, I am not ready to have that conversation. That's a very good topic. Doc, you're not helping. <laughs> Doc, you're not helping. But she has kids, he doesn't, community. Thank you so much. Blessings for the new year. Thanks for being here. Big up our awesome producer, Vinya. Michael Movies. Yay. Yay. Blessings. Blessings. Blessings.